Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And uh, this is Mark Vila from Coleman and & Company, and we're very up close on video today. I, I feel like that. You yeah. know why? It's because someone removed There's the CAS no sign. sign, so I didn't feel the need to make sure <laughs> that it was in the video. Well, you get a close-up view, so you can read the notes maybe here. So when Mark Vila does his magic, yeah. you'll oh, be able to see I it. I forgot the magic maybe trick Maybe for again. episode 100. I need to see. You yes. do that. For episode 100, I'm definitely bringing in the magic trick. Awesome. I'll be absent. All right. So, so, uh, so episode yeah. 99, what are we talking about? Today we're here to talk about how to be an amazing business person. Okay. And we're, I think we're, we're gearing up for episode 100. Where yes. We're going to kind of go deeper into that. But this is really what are the things that make somebody a really good business person all around. Not yeah. a great salesperson, not a great marketer, not, you know, none of those things. How to be a great business person in general. I, I like that. It, it's almost the, uh, it's almost like the requirements for being a good boss, a good employee, yeah. a good business owner, mm -hmm. you know, just, just overall. Yeah. And, and I think all of these things actually make you a great person, period. Yeah. And so you, you can even have one of your kids listen to this if you want to torture them. And um, because this will, these things would make them a great student, too. The one you don't like. <laughs> the, child the one you think is most likely to succeed will listen to it and gain something. I like that's that. What okay. The twist wow. That's a test for the kids. So let's, uh, let's go right into it. I think we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different nine. things. And okay. I think it, it's, it's the perfect amount. We didn't need to go ten. Okay. I like that. Okay. So the first one is, uh, this one was my idea. Yeah. Um, first in and last out. And the idea behind this is if you are a small business owner, um, if it's just you, it's one thing, but if you, even if you work with a spouse or your kids or you've got mm -hmm. one employee or a part-timer, first in, last out really means that you recognize that you are the business, that you're powering the business, and what you do every day matters. Mm -hmm. So you should demonstrate your commitment by being there before everybody else. Yep and leaving after everybody else is done. And the reason is that you're making sure everything is great. Right. So when that, if you have somebody that is making apparel for you and they're working till, till five or six or seven o'clock making apparel, you're staying late because you're making sure that that last t-shirt is perfect. And you're boxing it up so it gets yeah, shipped out exactly. in the morning. Exactly. So you make sure every customer is happy. You make sure every design looks good. You make sure all yeah. the apparel is right. You make sure all the bills are paid. Yep. Uh, you make sure all your staff is doing their job. I mean, you're, everything. Yeah, and, and plus, I mean, you just want to be there when people come in in the morning. Like I found that um, when, I'm, when I'm here early, mm -hmm. like I get a different perspective on the business. Right, because you know you can see who else is there early, who else is getting stuff done, and often before everyone gets there and after everyone leaves is where you get to do your owner activities. Yeah, you know, and and they don't believe it when you leave. If you leave before five o'clock or before everybody else does, uh, believe me, the tone of the business changes as soon as you're out the door. <laughs> right, so yeah. so you want to make sure that you're imprinting your wants and needs, your personality, your culture onto the business every time it's open yeah. all day. And, and I think that there's some um, flexibility in when this may or may not change for your business, right? Because maybe part of the reason you own a business is because you don't want to be stuck somewhere forever. Yeah. So you kind of, you set goals for yourself and you say, eventually I'm going to get I'll use a, a production manager. I'm going to have somebody who's going to be in charge of all the production. Yeah. And, and I plan to have two, you know, one person running embroidery, one doing t-shirts, and one who does both, who's kind of the team leader. Right. And then at that point in time, I'll feel comfortable leaving because but, I know all the shirts are going to be But it's good. kind of the same. It's the same thing whether or not, you know, it's a side hustle or a full-time gig. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you're going to, you know, sit at the dining room table and you're going to, you know, um, he pressed vinyl onto a shirt order, you know, you're not going to go to bed 
while your teenage kid is still helping you. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be the one to set it up. You're going to be the last one to touch it. You don't have to have a staff to do this. It's almost an attitude where you realize that all of it is your responsibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you've got to demonstrate the commitment. Exactly. And if what really, we've talked about this before, what you put into it is going to be what you get out of it for the most part. You know, that's the rule. Yeah. And when you look at um, any of these folks that you can watch YouTube videos on or listen to on podcasts or read their books that are these entrepreneurs that opened up 10 businesses and they're multimillionaires. Yeah. Their story is almost always, I woke up before dawn and I went to bed at midnight right. every day and all I did was work for eight years and that's how I became a gajillionaire. Yeah, um, right. So, so and, and that's true. And so if you want to make enough money to go on an extra vacation this year, right. then yeah, maybe you only have to work a few hours a week. Right. If you're looking to do something to replace your full-time job, you're you're almost getting, you have to work basically full time. You know, they're, they're doing that. There's yeah. a there's a great show um, uh, called The Profit. Oh yeah, you know, I think mm -hmm. I mentioned it a few times before with Marcus Lemonis. And this guy goes in and and looks at companies that are in trouble and buys into them. And almost a hundred percent of the time, you can tell what the outcome is going to be when he shows up on the first day and the owner's not there. Yeah, mm -hmm. for any reason whatsoever, that's mm -hmm. a sign. So don't be that owner. Yeah, you know, there we don't go. Be that so guy. There, there's a first one. First in, last um, out. Now, uh, be a relationship building expert. Yeah, I, I, this is one that that I personally think is is the key. Whenever I see people who are uh, great sales managers, great great marketing folks, great business owners, you know, great teachers, yes. whatever it is, anybody who's in this position of leadership, um, they're great at building these relationships, yeah. and that means your employees want to work for you. Um, your customers like giving you their money, yep. you know, for the product. Yep. It's not just they like your product and not just that that they're happy it's a fair price or it's cheap or whatever it might be. They're happy it's they're, you. They ha they're happy it's you, yeah. exactly. Um, your vendors want to have long-term relationships with yeah. you. The If you're leasing a storefront, the owner that you lease they from or the, the leasing company, you know, know, the company, they want to do business we, with you. We, we talked about this a little bit while we were getting ready for the episode. And uh, the perfect example of, the, of this kind of relationship building expert is Scott Coleman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he's, he's the owner and president of Coldesi. And it doesn't matter what the topic is, or if it's a vendor, potential vendor, um, Scott has a connection. And when he picks up the phone to call somebody, they're happy to hear from him. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this guy is asking for something. It's, you know, it's all these personal relationships that he's built over the years in the industry and outside of it that led to, you know, for example, we've developed a partnership with Jersey and Fruit of the Loom. Mm -hmm. And we were able to do that, you know, because Scott is you know reached out to set up that relationship and he's been doing it for so long it's a very comfortable um, he's got also got great relationships with his employees like us you know you can come in and sit down and talk to him about an idea mm -hmm. or if you have a problem you can talk to him um, everyone wants to do business with them yeah basically and, and we also discussed how it's not the same as being uh, likable or nice or these it's this those is those are qualities yeah, those that are, are in there but it isn't the same but it's about building that relationship so that means if you're going to do business with somebody for example yeah. and they decide you decide to not do business together right you end it with just a friendly gesture you know maybe one day we'll get to do this we can't right now yeah you know uh, in the meantime if i can do this or this or refer you somebody whatever and, it is and then you keep that going yep and uh and then we've talked about it in before about, yeah 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 it's just like the belcat situation where we had competitors close by for years that um scott and sometimes one of our sales managers would just have lunch with keeping mm -hmm. a relationship going with them, and it turned out to work out for everybody's benefit yep. just last year. Oh, so. and, it, and it means, so the, and this also means about your competition. Yes. It means everybody. So um, next one, go ahead. Yeah, so crisis management, and I definitely want to spend a little bit of time on this one. Okay. Because I think it's really important. It's not, so crisis is a big word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about doesn't have to raise to the level of crisis where, you know, you come in one day and your shop is burned down. Yeah. You know, it's, you come in one day and the phone isn't working right. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was uh, doing Coleman and Company marketing, it was a regular event for the website to go down. 
like for hours at a time. Yeah. So we had tons of customers. So you know that's a little bit more of a crisis, but it's you are going to be presented with challenges as a business owner. There's a hundred percent. I've seen it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And crisis management is what you do to react to those challenges. And that's going to make a, a big difference to the future success of what you're trying to do. Yeah, and, and you're going to, you probably already know this, <laughs> that if you're a business now, um, that there's a crisis every day. Right. Some of these are very small things. You yes. know, you're, you you broke a pair of scissors, you know. Right. And, and others of them are, are big things, like the, uh, the electricity is going to be out for the entire day. You can't do any work. You know, and uh, and they're going to be going between. And some of the things you need to um, hand, you know, know how to handle upset customers. Right. Um, prepare to work through a financial issue that could happen. Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let, can we talk about upset customers yeah, sure, for a minute? Sure. So, so this is this is really important because even if you try to do a good job, and and you know, I built relationships with a lot of you out there on the CAS group and on Facebook and in person, and uh, and you're all really nice people. But I know at some point you're going to have to cuss a customer that's upset with you because yeah. we get that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we get that all the time, and you know your reaction can't be to shut down. It can't be to get upset back at them. Yeah, right. That's not productive. So you have to like right now if you've never had an upset customer or you're due for some reason, yeah. then you know right now I want you to be able to strategize and just think to yourself how you're going to react to that. Someone comes in and they throw a box of shirts back on the ground. I'm not going to. It was in the group today. Yeah. It was uh, somebody brought up that they do $1,000 worth of custom caps for a customer every year. And every year they swap the logos. They put a different logo. Okay. So this person had gone through the whole process and, you know, uh, the assistant came in with the logo. They had the logo approved. They sent it back to the assistant to get signed off. Everything was fine. They shipped the hats. They looked great. The owner of the company saw it and said, that's not the wrong logo, picked up the phone and started cussing at the owner saying, I'm going to come back to return my order. Yeah. You know, so there's a couple of ways you can react to that, right? So you, you know, reasonably, I think the person in the Facebook group did the right thing and they were like, you know, sir, we did everything we could. We have a signed approval. You know, um, he was threatening to cancel the charge on the credit card. I said that, you know, you're welcome to try that, but I've got all this paperwork. You know, um, what, what are you going to do? In that, what are you going to do in that situation when you have somebody that's angry yeah. like that? You know, so and what the the best strategy for you might be to just develop a little menu for each one of these things. Yeah, the that's a good management. idea. So you know, so like, give me give me two things that you would do to handle an upset customer that we can give to these guys that they okay, might Okay, sure. Um, because you tick people off a lot more than I. Do. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I what I'm trying to say. Love it. Um, well. Okay, I'll, I'll start off with actually an, a, uh, a what not to do and how to do it. Okay. And how to do, how it, to do it correctly. Um, something like that. Okay. So um, what not to do is we had a customer just recently. It was yesterday, day before, whatever yeah. it was. Um, just got a piece of equipment and were furious that they couldn't learn it in like the first hour. Right. Okay. So um, for one, unreasonable. Yes. You know, Um they further proved that they were an unreasonable person by calling up and cursing at the receptionist. Right. Who obviously doesn't support the machine, didn't sell the machine, yes. doesn't own the machine, yeah. didn't make any of the money from the machine, all those things. Right. You know, this is the person who makes sure that you get to the right person on the phone. Right. Attempting to say, all right, I'll, let me get you the right, and continue, curse, curse, yell, curse. Run over so, them. You know, run, a, run them over. So wrong thing to do. Yes. Don't do that, right? And obviously not local. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm just going to say. <laughs> so you don't do that, right? Yeah. That's the, a wrong way to handle things. If something is wrong, a bad way to yeah. manage the crisis is to yell at the person. I mean, you're going to go yell at your and scream at your dentist right before they're going to put a drill in your mouth? No. And <laughs> so so and go back up to uh, you know, point number two, relationship, relationship. Be a relationship building expert. Because yeah. we are this person's most important vendor at this point. Yeah. Because they bought $25,000 worth of stuff yeah. from us. Um, and we'll always take care of them, but he's going to be happier if we're excited to do business with him. Yeah, right? right. And then, so the proper way to handle it is so we, the, eventually the receptionist said, 
finally got the point through. I have to get you through to somebody. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just get you to the manager. Yes. And the manager then p calmly, I want to help you out. Let's resolve this together. I know you're upset. We've we've gone through all of that. Right. You know, if you would, if you want to get some more out, feel free. Yeah. And then after that, let let's solve it. Okay, so that's part of what you do is you empathize with the customer. You let them know, like, I understand you're upset. And then you just wait. I understand wait. why. Yep. You wait. Just be quiet. Let them go. And yep. then, in, and if you want, you pause. Just wait and wait for them to be done. Yeah. Be sure. Right. Because as soon as you try to talk, they're going to go. They're going to go again. Yeah. So you wait long enough for them and that, hello? Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you still there? I, I want I want to respond. I just want to make sure you got it all out. If you if you have, do you want to you want to add anything else before I respond? Yeah. yeah. And you get you calmly slow the conversation down. Right. So I would say some good things you could do would be um, if you're if it's an employee of yours, um, move escalate it up to a manager if you have yes. a manager or yourself as the owner. So an escalation is one thing to do. Lets the customer know you care. Yep. Um, another thing to do it would be. Um, to slow the situation down. Mm -hmm. So if it's hot and yelling, you speak softer and slower yeah. and pause longer. Those are a couple things you could do. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Um, and so, and by the way, our receptionist is a pro. Yeah. She handled it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I didn't hear. Yeah. You listened to the recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, be prepared to work through financial issues. I yeah. think that's, that's important because you're a very extremely amazingly fortunate small business person if you never have some kind of financial squeeze yeah. in your business or your personal life for that for that yeah, matter. Yeah, it could be anything. You know, you could it, yeah, it could be personally you get sick. Yeah. It could just be something breaks. Yeah. It could you um, it could be anything. Yeah, you're going you, there are parts of most pieces of equipment you're going to have to replace one day. Mm -hmm. And it and it's going to happen when you're in the middle of something. Yeah. So that's a little bit of crisis management right there, but it's but it's having the financial resources to be able to handle that. Yeah. So you, so you make sure that um and we have podcasts where we talk about it, but you make sure you've got money put aside to handle yeah. those things. And you can't predict everything. You no. can't put away enough enough money to say, well, what if my floors get ruined and I have to put all new wood floors no, in? No, you know? but, but what you can yeah. do is, is you can have a strategy in place for if a customer doesn't pay you. Yeah. A big customer doesn't pay you or you get a great contract with the school and, and they pay in net 60 days no matter what you do. So, you know, you've got to be got to be ready for this and just, um, you know, maybe just strategize. Like if I needed $4,000, what would I do? Yeah, and you also know? make sure... Um, you're insured in the proper places that where insurance should be insured. Yeah. Right. So uh, if you have a shop, it's probably a good idea to maybe be insured. Well, what if there's electrical damage? What if there's a storm? What if there's a flood? Yes. Are you insured for these things? Does it make sense to insure this equipment? So sometimes it's about talking to experts, yeah. whether it's in insurance or money management or taxes is right. another one. Yeah, true. Um, so all of these things, just be prepared to work through expected and unexpected financial yep. issues. Yep, um, and I like the next one too. You have uh, have a plan for equipment downtime. Yeah, so um, I think one of the simplest ways to prepare for equipment downtime, because that could be anything. It could be the actual equipment not working. It okay. could be uh, a supply, there's an issue with a supply. Right. You know, um, it could be that the electricity is out. Yes. It could be, we don't know what it's going to be, but right. it's going to happen. Um, so the simplest one, I think, is just don't over-promise delivery times. Yeah, I like if that. If you know it's going to take you four hours to do it, and you and, and you tell somebody, I'll have it done for you by noon, yep. and it's 8 a.m., you're squeezed, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you you, there's no wiggle yeah, room. There's no wiggle room. So that's a situation where you say... Noon tomorrow. If I can, I'll get it done today. Yeah, but I'm, noon tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to two things. First one is, um, and that's being a relationship building expert, and mm -hmm. also the previous um, podcast episode that we did on working with your competition. Yeah. Oh yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, the answer to equipment downtime mm -hmm. is to have somebody near you that you feel good about saying, "Hey, my um, my screen printing uh, setup melted." <laughs> okay. You know, um, 
can you help me out with this order? Yeah. You know, just have those people on hand so you're not scrambling around like looking for someone that you don't know to help out at the last minute. Yeah. So you have somebody as a backup that you know that you can offer the same thing for that will help you, uh, you know, manage that crisis if your equipment's down. Yeah, no, that's perfect. You know, that that's combining a lot of these things together. By the way, all of this stuff together is not individual things. It's like they all accumulate yeah, into, like, yeah, into things that merge together. Because the financial issue and the crisis management and the relationship building yeah. and the fact that you stayed late to figure out that there's a problem all merge together into the problem being solved. There you go. I like so, that. So um, we got a couple other uh, inventory Management, management problem. problem. That's like talking about like shirts didn't arrive on time. Um, you you forgot to order whiting. Yeah, you forgot to order something. Something that you ordered um, got is back ordered. You know, which is all which yeah, is, which we, happens. Yeah, which we've talked about a lot on um, on you don't be ordering to replace zero. Yeah, be ordering to replace you know a, a certain level of inventory. So well, when you I'm, get to a certain level, I agree. Yeah, because it's happened to us. Yeah, as your supplier, it's happened to us. You know, there's something that happens overseas or there's something that happens locally. Uh, it could even be that there's a storm in the Northeast and UPS can't do deliveries. Yeah. You know, there's there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing yet, but you that you can do except have some kind of a plan. Yeah, there was, I, I don't remember the exact story, but it, it's, it shows how these things overflow. Like there was some, there was a strike in a port and, and, yes, San and, Diego. and, the, and a ship got stuck that had part of a material needed to build another thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so everything's ready to go in this factory and they're missing this one they're this one facet of it and it's and stuck in their clothes. A, yeah, they're clothes. Yeah. They can't get it. And no nobody can predict that. Nobody can control yep. that. You waited till you were bare bone zero on this. Yep. And then you ordered it next day AM early yeah. delivery because you need it tomorrow morning. And there's Nothing none happens. available yeah. because it's on a boat yep. and, that you have no control over. So you never know these things. So be prepared on your inventory. It's too. true. And I like this last one that you've got here is working through staffing problems. So I was going to say even if it's your family, but especially <laughs> if it's your family uh, that's working for you or with you, you know, something, there's going to be some kind of fallout. Somebody's going to get sick. They're going to get sick of you. Yeah. They don't want to work. Um, they move. They get the, they get their dream job. Yeah. Maybe, they get a better offer. You know, um, there's build having being a good relationship expert. Yeah. Is going to help this. Help it will help you solve some of those. And issues. and maybe you'll know someone that you can keep in mind as a backup. Yeah. 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 Right? Absolutely. Um, financial acumen. This is one that that. Um, because I, I do some consulting on the side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And part of that is looking into small business finances and the way things are priced and things like that. And man, I see um, not knowing your numbers as a key, that's a great way to go out of business. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. it really is, you can, you can absolutely, if you don't know your money and where it is and what it does and what it's coming in and what it's going out and little everything about it or have someone that does for you that you trust then you know you could work really hard for nothing yeah and nobody wants that for you so you know i mean this these are important points yeah and and things like this work out um for example you decide you know what i'm gonna these guys are right i'm gonna stock up on some supplies I'm going yeah. to go ahead. I'm going to make sure I've got two months of everything, maybe. I mean, whatever whatever you decide right. it is. You don't know your money well enough. You do that. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my gosh. I didn't realize. I have to pay some taxes. Yeah. And, and now I don't have that. You know, so so knowing your finances. And like you said, I personally, I think that um, doing finances, from what I know about small business owners, is not easy for most people. Yeah. I mean, you, so, you, you don't, like... Like most regular people, everyday yeah. people, most people don't know their finances. A lot of people are broke. Yeah, and, right? and it's and it's a it's a hard thing to do. You have to yeah. think of math within time. Right. You know, and that becomes a challenge. Then there's so many planning ifs. and yeah. discipline, and not discipline, to empty yeah. your bank account. So it's 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 a hard thing to do. Right. So I, I think that in any of these things, it in my in my opinion, from what I know about a lot of people, yeah. if you're not doing, if you don't have you know, good financial acumen, then 
you're not alone and don't beat yourself up over this one. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. If you're bad at building relationships because yeah. you're a jerk, well, all right. right. I'm not. You, I'm not going to give any credit for that. That's between you uh, and your parents. Yeah. But but if you have financial issues, then um, don't be ashamed of that. Figure out a way to solve it. You hire somebody. You work with somebody. Get a, a, a somebody that you trust just, and know to help just, you. Just just be objective. Yeah. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Exactly. Because yeah. it's it's the biggest challenge. And selling supplies, we see that. Right. Where folks, you know, they they they're struggling to kind of get that because. They're not planning and doing it right. So I think it's an important one. This is one of the ones where I think um, everything else I think you could do alone if you're not doing it right. This is the one that if you can't, you're not doing it right, yeah. some, getting help get, is a get big some, deal. I, I yeah. agree. And, you know, be careful about who you pick. But whoever it is, even if it's starting to read books, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's um, actually great. That's great. You know, you could, you could do some of your own research. Uh, we had, um, you know, we talked about buying customers on mm -hmm. this podcast. And we talked about the, um, I can't remember the name of the book, but we had... Profit First? Profit First. Um, that's, a great, that's a great tool that you can mm -hmm. use to rethink about your money. Yeah. So, but it, it, it's one of the things that if you'll be a much better business owner, if you've, got a t if you've got a handle on it, however that means, whether you're doing it or someone else is doing it, but you got to know it. Yep, I agree. Um, but the, uh, the two points to make here that I think kind of summarize it are having the ability to make good judgment on financial decisions. Yes. And then make, being able to make a quick decision when it's gonna have a big impact and with good judgment. Yeah. Both I, of those two things. And you had specifically mentioned one that I, I really didn't think about it that way because when I think about uh, financial management, I'm very self-defense. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's the being able to react quickly to a big opportunity yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's having the confidence that if you get a big job that you're going to invest a lot of money in blanks and in supplies and you may not get paid right away. If you can take that job because you know your dollars, mm -hmm. you know, then you're going to, you know, you're going to grow faster. Um, if you get the opportunity to expand, if you're in a retail space or there's a, a once-in-a-lifetime deal on a refurbished piece of equipment from Coldesi. Like, if you know your numbers and you can take advantage of that, you can jump on it. Yeah, and it's like you've you're, you have a, a little shop. You were hoping to get bigger. You find out that the unit next door is moving out. You get inside information from yeah. him because he tells you, right? I'm, oh yeah, and I'm going to sign off sign off to cancel my lease next month. You know, um, when do you go, when? Oh, when are you doing that? I'm going right. today. Right. So now it's like, I've got to make a, a quick decision. If yes. you know your numbers, you have the ability to make that quick decision. And you, you're also, you know it well enough that you know that decision you make isn't just, I want a bigger shop, but I've already kind of done the numbers on having, on yeah. having a bigger shop and I could afford it. And I, and now I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump on the opportunity yep. versus if you would have waited the day, it might've been off the market. It's, it's perfect. So, so put mm -hmm. financial acumen, financial knowledge, knowing your numbers and your, where your money is, put all of that really high on the list yeah. of what you do. So um, the next one is being um, flexibly minded. Yeah. So we, we started off with open minded, Yeah. but I, I feel like that different, that that's a little different. Um, we've, We've talked to customers before, um, and I mean non-customers too, just people in general. That uh, they're this is how they do things. Yeah. <clears throat> or worse, they've never done it before, but they have an innate understanding of this is absolutely how it should be done. We get that with the transfer systems, especially. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I did sublimation eight years ago. This is how you do it. Yeah. Like no, this is how you do it, and they're smart. And, you know, I wouldn't say they're closed-minded, but they're inflexible because they've got this channel in their brain that they have to follow. Yeah. And you're not going to be as successful as you could be as a business owner if, if you're not flexible in your thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's your, your business is going to change, whether it's internally your business is going to change or your market's going to change yes. or your community is going to change, technology is going to change. And if you have the flexibility to think it's not just about being flexible to change, but it, I think it's also about kind of flexing your mind muscles to evaluate truly if you should change. Yeah, and, and that's all the, um, that was the first competition episode that we did. Yeah. 
was you know to evaluate the competition. Don't just look and make a change based on what you think is happening. Yeah, and it's right? uh, it's it, well, I've seen people from a video look at a video of a transfer printer. Yes, and they'll um, poor relationship building rudely say something like um, like transfers never don't work. Look good. Yeah, transfers don't work, or just yeah. say something, and. Um, and it's like that's not being flexibly minded. Right. What the flexible mind would say, um, interesting. I remember I did try transfers on an inkjet printer, you yeah. know, in 1996. I hated them. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't like doing it at all. Right. It was too slow. Uh, and this new one's interesting. I don't know if it's right for my business or not. What I'll do is I'll call them up and ask them for like an info pack and yeah. a sample. I want to learn about it because for one, if my competition starts doing it, I want to know how to sell against it. Yes. Or if my, or if, if it's right for me, yep. I, I might want to invest in it. Or at least I know. So maybe in 2020, this this will be a new decision for me, right? You know to make. So it's like you have to you have to be flexible I, I in the whole thought process. I like all that. And you know, it could be something like, uh, you know, your you sell rhinestone transfers and um, spangles are becoming more popular. Mm -hmm. You know, so you've got to be a little bit flexible the way you think about your business. You may love, love, love um, this one piece of technology and the way you use it. Yeah. Um, and then gradually over time, people could not love that. You know, so you've yeah. got to be, you've got to be flexible and be able to change in your business. Could be the way that you have been doing your financial planning you know, you're not going to do that once and put it on a stone tablet and that's and it's never going to change. Yeah. You've got to be flexible. You're going to it's going to it's going to change all the time. Same with first in last out. When you are when your business grows, that may not be the appropriate thing. You know, same with relationship building. You're going to have to be flexible if you've got the your go-to person for uh, delivery or for your go-to supplier, mm -hmm. you know, might not be the right guy anymore. So, you know, you've got to have that flexible mind through everything. Yeah, it, it, there's so much to this. Uh, one of my one of my favorite ones about it is uh, maybe you're not doing something the best way. And, Shock. And <laughs> I've heard and, I've heard that happens to other people. Yeah, and that could be uh, anything. Yeah, you know. So, but for business, it's just maybe. The way you, it could be as simple as the way your shop is set up, you know, and uh, you talk about like the profit or yes. um, the Gordon Ramsay uh, uh, restaurant show, kitchen nightmares, kitchen yeah. nightmares. You know, he'll do something like that, and he'll say, "Why do you have you know your sauce station over there and your pasta station all the way over there?" And they're like, "Well, this is how we set up the flow of our business." And he's like, "No, they should be right next to each other." Right. And the owner of of that business, the the one who's got kind of the flexible mind says, oh, okay, I see. I mean, we're going to have to change our flow, but that does make sense. Right. You know, uh, and the stubborn one that refuses to believe that they could possibly be not doing something the best way yep. doesn't want to touch it. And you, so you have to pay attention to all those things. I, you know, I mean, this this came to me in my life when I when mm. I finally realized that no matter how I load the dishwasher, I'm not doing it correctly. <laughs> So I have to be very flexible every day yes. to make sure that I load it correctly. <laughs> All right. So um, I also like your note here is um, you have to be able to learn from mentors and friends. Yeah. So um, we do that all the time. We're constantly listening to each other. We constantly like rely on Scott. We um, rely on some of the other people here at work and go outside and you know look for other industry experts. Yeah. Podcasters, marketing people. And yeah, as you build relationships and all these things, um, you just learn from how people do it. It doesn't if somebody tells you this is what they think is the best way to do yeah. it. And it might be an objective opinion, so it may or may not be actually better. Right. But you learn from that idea and you say, okay, I'm going to take that into account, you know. No matter um, how sure they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you figure it out for yourself. And then um, really when, when it comes to the being flexible and learning and, and doing things the best way, if at any way you can analyze it with some numbers right. and facts, then do it. So yeah. if somebody says, you go to another shop and you see that how they have their heat press and printer and it's different than what you did. Yeah. Then um, maybe, you know, maybe make that change and do some math on how fast your production is. Yeah. And if you and if you save thirty minutes, well, then just take a bite of humble pie and say, <laughs> yeah. oh, "Other guy was yeah, better." Yeah, dude. You know? Thanks very much. <laughs> um, 
Okay. All right, so new one, next one. Uh, thirst for new connections. This is like really, um, these are carefully selected words, <laughs> right? Because we thought about like, oh, you have to be, you have to be like good at networking yeah. and things like that. But no, um, what you really need to, to, um, to do is want to or develop the desire to know almost everyone. Yeah. You know, the more people, literally the more people you know, the more successful your business is likely to be. Yeah, there's a lot with that. And you don't have to be friends and have lunch meetings every week right. and, and scheduled phone calls with all these people, but know them. Yeah. You go at least, it, you know that there's a shirt shop down the road and they, you know, you went through the whole exercise because you've listened to the previous episodes. Yeah. Um, so you know that they're not your competition and you don't have to know them. What's it matter, right? Yeah. But if you at least go in and say, hey, I want to shop them up. We're not even really competition because I see you sell to this. I yep. do, you do uniforms for hospitals. I mean, I do kids sports, but I just want to know each other. Yeah. Well, you know, we could, you know, and then and then that's it. And then but when it, you back it up to all the other things, yeah. one day, you know, it's something good. might happen. I, you know, like I said I, earlier, um, I was at lunch yesterday. Yeah. And the fourth guy at the table I'd never met before. And, you know, everybody starts talking. And, you know, one of the parts of Thirsting for New Connections is you should always let people know who you are and what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, that's oh, kind of yeah. like it's your business. It's your baby. It's part of your personality. It's, it's the foundation for your dreams. Let people know what's going on. And, uh, you know, so that came up at the, uh, at the table. And... I assume South Tampa is a little bit more so than other communities, but if South Tampa is a community of connectors in particular. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we bring this up and the, and the new fourth guy, he had three great connections to introduce another member there, just like right off the bat. Yeah. Hey, my name's this, this is what I do. And it was just a lunch, it wasn't a networking meeting. And it's, oh, you know who you, you should talk to? I know this guy who runs a condominium complex. I know this commercial real estate agent, and I know this other person. They, I know an interior designer. You should really hook hook up with them. They're looking for people like you. You know, boom, like that's this. But it's this thirst for connections that makes you want to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and just be hungry for the connections. That is harder for people who are more introverts. Yeah, you know, it's harder. It's if hard you, for me. <laughs> yeah, it's. Really? it's uh, you make it look easy. Yeah, no, that's just on camera. <laughs> um, you, uh, it, it's harder if you're in a small town. There may not be as many people. Right. Know them. Or yeah. You might have known everybody since kindergarten because it's, it's that small of a town and you're listening to this. Right. Well, maybe you should know, meet some people in a different town. Yeah. You know, like, like it'd be harder. Yes, it's harder to do. But what if you went, you know, 30 miles to a different town and went to that you know, business networking lunch yeah, that yeah. they have, or just meet people there. Yep. You know, so it's like, be thirsty for it. Um, one of the things that we noted here is um, sometimes just help people. I, I really like that a lot. You know, if if you see an opportunity to help somebody that you met, whatever it is, give a referral. You know, um, you meet somebody who is trying to, um, I don't know, they're trying to open up Listen, a new business. I'm, I'm gonna, you're, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna rephrase that. Do it. Look for opportunities to help. That's actually great. Yeah, yeah that's great. I mean, just, just look, because everything you just said is right. Yeah, and, and the one, the first thing that popped in my head is you, you meet somebody, you talk to somebody, and they say, yeah, I'm just getting ready to open up um, a food truck. Yeah. You know, and uh, gosh, it's so hard. I didn't realize how much money I was going to, the health inspector license <laughs> thing is, that's going to cost me three grand. I didn't know yeah. that. You know, and maybe you just say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'd love to offer to sell you some shirts. Right. But I can see that right now, like, that's so probably a not tired. a priority for you. How about this? I'm just going to, can I, let me make you two shirts. Yeah. And this way, on your first opening love day, that. you got a shirt. Yeah. And then they're going to flip out. They're going to love it. They're going to refer you to people. And they will probably buy some from you later yeah. on. But, yeah, you make them two free T-shirts. And you, here you go. Opening day, you can look like a champ. And and it doesn't even have to be business-related. Yeah. Although that's a great opportunity. Yeah. Any opportunity you have to help somebody, uh, particularly in the business, then then you're going to be a, you're going to be better off for it. Yeah. So um, the next one we've got is uh, willingness to learn. That's kind of like it's right the, there with flexible yeah, minded. Yeah, it's like flexibly minded, but um, 
it's I, I, and I would almost change it to like hunger for learning, yeah, let's, a desire let's do that. to learn, um, that you really want to learn something new about whatever it is. So this is um, like the person who called in that was very upset that in the first hour they weren't a master of their new equipment. Right. You know, um, take the time to learn things, whether it's graphic software, equipment, whether it's um, just you're wanna you're thinking about getting better search engine optimization for your web, new website, yes. and you're thinking about maybe just hiring somebody to help you with that, learn about it. Yeah. This way, when you have that conversation, you know what you're talking about. Yep. You're not getting ripped off. Learn about the, and by the way, there's a 100% chance that that guy's not listening to this podcast. Yeah. The, the complaint. <laughs> so, um, the, um, so on the willingness to learn, you know, just, just seek those things out. Like we talked about the financial stuff, you can, you can definitely learn mm -hmm. that. There are, there, there are, if you don't, if you're uncomfortable in actually networking with people, there are videos on how to network, yeah. you know, with people. Uh, you could listen to the podcast about that. You know, I, I think this, this hunger for learning fabric, techniques, uh, business practices, this is something that we're lucky because in order to be a good marketer, you have to be yeah, able, you have to like yeah. that like everybody in mm -hmm. Kathy our, our art director is constantly going look what I found out how to do yeah you know uh, Tom who is our um, you know handles content for us he is you know getting better at analytics and data mining and things like that uh, you and I are always going you know I heard this podcast about this Facebook thing or you know I learned this from our AdWords advisors, yeah. you know, something like that. It's it's really going to serve you well over time. Yeah, it, when you're hungry to learn new things, you're gonna opportunities are gonna fall into your lap because of this stuff. Yeah, because you're gonna learn something, you're gonna realize it, and then it, again, everything comes together. You're gonna you're gonna learn something new. You're gonna be hungry to meet new people. Yep. You're gonna meet somebody. They're gonna ask the question about what you just learned. Yeah. Then you can help them. You know, by ref read this yes, book. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. read it. You asked me the question. The entire answer is this book. Uh, honestly, like, didn't we just do that with with um, profit first? Uh huh. You know, and buying customers. Oh yeah, like yeah. we read those books. Mm -hmm. You know, and that okay. Well, now we're sharing that with you. Yeah. Right? So, so it's great. And then. Um, Let's see, what else? Oh, and uh, I, we wrote kind of before you hire a company to do something or before you hire somebody, just understand kind of the jargon and the yep. industry. Know so what you're looking if for. If you go back to that, if you want to help somebody with your finance, somebody, so they help you with your finances, yes. then uh, well, what part of it? That's yeah, the taxes part I don't understand. Okay, watch a couple videos, read yeah. a book, read some articles, or go to your state website. Understand the concept of it. And then you go to the tax person, and then they start, and then you can ask an intelligent question. Yeah. And if they say something, you've heard the word. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's really where you know. The what? scariest thing, especially when um uh when you, when you're younger, like new in business, or you're a brand new business owner, somebody's going to say something to you, and yeah. you're going to I have no clue what that word meant, and it's an uncomfortable feeling. So uh, the more you learn the less likely that's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's like, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, mm -hmm. but a young woman goes to work for a design firm and she keeps talking about Versace. Oh. What, instead what of Versace. That? I don't remember that. Uh, no, that's okay. But I, uh, I thought you were going to talk about Weekend at Bernie's. No, I will never talk about that. <laughs> never talk. All right, so the last one, well, second to last group is um, learn how to or be prepared um, how to handle competition. Yeah. We just did the three podcasts on that. So really just go in and listen yeah. to those, but you should have at least, you know, you've got to have some kind of a strategy, right? Yeah. And it, you know, I, I think number one is just don't fear the competition, right? It's not to be afraid of most competition is not walking into business every day with the goal to put you out of business. Right. That's movie stuff. Yeah. Most people are going into work those were, to those, make some money. Those were the 80s. <laughs> that happened a lot in the 80s. It doesn't really happen. Um, so, so don't be afraid of them. And then, don't yeah, hate them. Don't hate them. Right, don't hate you know, them. Um, there, there's nothing wrong with kind of ha you know, being competitive and desiring to, to be number one you right. know, and all that stuff. Um, Another note is don't fold every time. If every time you hear somebody, yeah. oh yeah, but I'm gonna go ahead and 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 talk to this Buy company from this too, guy. Yeah. Then, and you're okay. 
and that's it. Like, don't give up every time. Right. Some t it's fair enough to give up when the time is right to give up. <laughs> you know, you don't own. You know, you know, you don't own. You, they're they're getting custom made. Um, cheerleading outfits that are sublimated and hand-sewn, and right. you don't do any of that, lose it, yeah. you know? Uh, but somebody says, oh yeah, I'm gonna go down the road, they're a couple bucks cheaper. Well, what if I told you that I can get you, for that two bucks, you're gonna get a better shirt. Right. Would, would you like that? Can I show you the difference? I like that. Yeah, you. I mean, like, don't let it go the first time. Yeah, don't I mean, let it really. go. Don't don't let the first no be no. Find any reason to get them to say no again. Yeah. And then the more you do that, then it, then it'll turn to three no's maybe. Um, and then at least and then build a relationship. So hopefully you can get the business next time. I, I like that a lot. So this one worries me a little bit. Okay. You said be as aggressive as you feel good about. Yeah. That really sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like um, a Teddy Kennedy kind no, of. No, well this, is, yeah, it is. It actually, it's a quote from him. Okay. Um, so what, what I mean about that is, is um, some folks, I feel like I compare it to maybe sports or, or people who enjoy um, uh, like gambling with their friends, like going okay. to poker and stuff like that. Like right. some people really, they get a thrill out of it. They love it. They love to go out and like fight and fight and fight yeah. and be bigger and better and better and Win. be number one every win. time. If you feel good about that and you and, and you are motivated by that, like yeah. it's motivation to get you to learn more right. and meet more people. Yeah. And if that motivates you, then like go for it. Right. You know, like fight to be number one, knock okay. on every door. All right. You know, if you are the type of person who does not want to knock on any door, and you'd prefer to be a little more mild mannered or hide behind this the internet and just internet, you know, yeah, or, or <laughs> if you know, or if it's not really like it's not really your your approach to business. You don't you don't need to get any yeah. bigger. You know, you're not you don't need to go looking for a fight, basically yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so so you kind of you take the path that's right for you. Yep. Because what you'll find is that as you read business books and you read sales books, there are going to be people who tell you. You know, you've, you've if you're not number it. one, then yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're you're if you're not if your business is not making more twenty percent more every year, you're going backwards. Right. And and that can be true for many many people. And there's many there's a lot of good logic behind all those things. But if you're happy where you are, as long as you're doing all these other things, yeah, then it's that's, good that's for you. The point. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the point. point. So d do what's good for you. Okay. Um, but uh, definitely be a little bit aggressive. And definitely be a, a fight for your company. Be proud of your business. Yeah, be yeah. proud of your business. Um, and then uh, I put just a understand and research your competition. That's all about the past yep. few episodes. I agree. You know, listen I agree. to those. Uh, last one. Yeah, uh, being internally motivated. So this is something that if you are already in business, then you, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm going to mm. say you're in the top 2%. Because there are um, almost everyone that I've ever talked to has an idea about a custom T-shirt or wants mm. to get into the business. Yeah, very few people do comparatively. So, and and that's the difference in this in this kind of being internally motivated. You have to be not only do you want to do it, but you're ready to make a move. Like over the past twenty years, I've I've got I've actually got a book of businesses that I want to start. Yeah. <laughs> right, and they're written down very nicely in that book, and that's where they stay. Yeah. Right. So it has to be that combination of being ready to do all these things, but you, as a business owner, and being successful, you have to be willing to do it. Yes. You have to be like willing to take the steps and, and honest with yourself about it. Right. We've talked about it in the past about different things that I want to do, I still want to do, and yeah. I will do one day. Yep. But I just. Right now, like right at either at this moment or at this weekend or this month or this year, whatever, it's not the time for me to do that. Yeah. Why? I got this and I got this. I, I mean, it's that way that, that. It's, it's the way I feel about exercise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got to want to do it. Yeah. And if you are going to run your business and or you're going to expand your business, you've got to be motivated in turn. You've got to want to do it because if you want to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. And not only want to do it, but want to, to do it right because <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah, difference yeah. between um between wanting to uh go to the gym i want to go to the gym yes. versus saying like 
I really want to get to the gym gym today because you want to do it. And uh, so the difference is uh, wanting wanting to go to the gym versus wanting a slice of pizza. Those are two different wants. Now I feel bad. See, that's something I would take action about. I would really, if I want a slice of pizza, I buy one. Um, So, (laughs) but really, I, I, I love the way you phrase this next thing, and that's hunger to get up and make things better. So every day when you pop open your laptop or you open up the back room and you're, you're ready to do your business for the day, whether or not it's your second job or home-based or whatever you're, whatever's going on, you know, the idea that when you walk into your business, today I want to make things better. Like I need to find a way, I've got to find a way today to do things better, to make things better, to approach things better than I did yesterday. What, and what, what, and literally whatever it is, yeah. whether it's you're going to be better because you're learning something new, you accomplish something like that day that you've been wanting to do, you've got an additional customer, yeah. you made a new product, like whatever it is, find a way to make it better, change yeah. it, learn it, um, meet somebody new. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you do anything on, on the above of this list, you're it's going it to be better. better. Hey, spell check your emails. That would be. That's <laughs> one that just that's that on my list. No, it tells you that it's misspelled. Yeah. Oh, okay. You just but actually, you still have to like you still have to take action. Yeah, the red swiggly line. Yeah, that's left, it. Actually, All right, I do love that. You really that that I think will will kind of fill in the blanks on everything yeah. else. <laughs> um, the last one I wrote here is actually it, it's a quote from this business guy in the '80s that okay. actually. Like, he was he huge business guy, um, TV show on Oprah, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good in politics. Yeah, and uh, and he said he wrote a book, and he said if you're gonna if you're gonna think think big. Yeah. All right. So um, this quote was actually like a famous quote before um, before he came the president, and all right. of a sudden like a third of the people decided, hated him. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The point is is that that. Um, that if you're gonna think, think big, and that's like an internal motivated thing. So yeah. just say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna have the best year I've ever had right. in sales. You know, I want it like I want my. What do I want my business to be? I want to be able to pay my bills. No, like I want to be able to pay my bills and have the vacation that I want. Yeah, and be able to buy that new toy that I always wanted. You know, right. to be able. To, I want to buy a motorcycle. I want to buy a boat. Yeah, like my. What's my goal to have this company? pay my bills, go on a vacation, buy a boat and buy a motorcycle. Yeah. Think big, go yeah. for it. You know, and if you're motivated to think that way, then you're going to be searching for that goal and you're going to do all these things above above, make sure your money's good, make sure you're always learning something new, make sure you're meeting people, making sure you come in early and leave late yeah, yeah. because you're thinking these big dreams that you've got and this is what you got to do. And this is what you got to do to yeah. do it. I like yeah. that. Um, all right, I think that if you um, Go back and listen to this episode again, or if you read the great notes that Mark Fila put together and will be in the uh, show notes, mm. that um, I think you could really make a move in your business. Yeah. Like if you take some of these to heart and work on them for a little bit, you'll be um, you'll be a better business person, and maybe you'll work up to uh, if you're thinking big enough to be an amazing business. Yeah, and, and I think that if you if you take this list and you just say for um, 10 days, you know, 20 days. I'm going to pick yep. this I'm going to pick up this list and I'm going to make sure I'm doing this consistently. Yeah. You know, maybe not everything every day, right. but on Thursday I'm going to go meet some people yeah, yeah, yeah. and on Tuesday I'm going to learn something new. You know, and you're thinking about and you do this and every day for these 10 days I'm going to make sure that I'm working, you know, the right time, yep. putting the hours in. If you do this in the course of a short period of time, 10, 20 days, uh, I would a hundred percent chance something's going to change in your business. Yeah, I, you're going to see something like cause it happens that quick. Yep, you know, good episode. Yeah, cool. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate Thanks. that. We had a good time today. Okay, guys, um, this was episode 99. Episode 100 is coming. Yeah, and we've got a big plan. Going to have that party. There's going to be the party. I'm finally going to get that love seat to sit in that you promised. <laughs> the disco light yeah. is going to come in. Okay, yeah, that's great. So. All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. You guys have a uh, think big business. Yeah, there you go. Okay, bye.